Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. Kick on back and listen to another exciting episode. It's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! Well, alright, it's me, Dr. Fuck, Ralph Vieira from Thrasher Die and Combat, and we have... That's what I was waiting for. The click of the beer. Ian Wadley from New Orleans. How you doing, Ian? Humble baby, simple boobly, humble baby, simple bop. I lie, woman, I'm only gonna tell you one time. Ah, woo! I'm ready. Very ready, ready, I can tell. On Skype, we can see each other, and boy, does he look drunk. Uh, Hopefully, we can make it through this podcast because he showed me that he's not only drinking. Rolling Rock, but he's also having Guinness and what kind of whiskey was that again? Jameson Irish he's, whiskey. He's drinking all three of them at the same time. So let's see if we can finish this before he either passes out or throws up. Hopefully he throws up. That'll be great. Uh, and uh, this week, uh, you know, this is one of those. You know, we're gonna do this a lot. I'm not gonna say every episode's like this, but this week's episode is dedicated to our listeners. Ian likes to call them fans because he has got an ego. I yeah, don't. That's true. I'm not. I'm not. I I, I, I view them as as friends. Oh, you're so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I well listeners, you know, and um, uh, a lot of listeners have been requesting Van Halen's different kind of truth. A lot, believe me. And uh, I said, yeah, we'll get around to it. So I finally, you know, I said to Ian, let's do it. Ian was a little skeptical, and once we announced that we were going to do it, the place went wild. Our Facebook page, everybody's excited, right? Yeah, man, everybody went crazy for this. Yes, everybody's liking this, and you know, it's just, again, we usually do this at the end of the show, but I'm going to do it now. What the fuck? We have a Facebook page. I say you join it, because if you go there, we're going to probably start doing polls, not all the time, because we don't want everybody to tell us what to do, because I hate when people tell us what to do, but once in a while... Like this week, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put up a poll where we don't even, me and you, Ian, we don't even put up uh, what what we want uh, to do. We're going to have the listeners, the, the members of the page, make options of what should be our, our review. And we'll look at it and we will do it. We'll do that once in a blue. So join the Facebook page and have your say. If you love the show. And I also want to say, we always say this at the end, but fuck it, let's say it now. I read those reviews on iTunes this week. And that one guy talking about going downstairs and and his mom... That's my was, buddy! <laughs> oh, that's your that's fr- Man, that was a great, great review. That's my buddy, Omengren. Gotta give him a shout-out. This, this is a guy who really helped us out because he was a big podcast listener and gave me a lot of hints about, you know, how the shit works and, and what does and doesn't work in podcasts. And, uh, yeah, I want to give him a big thanks. He's a loyal listener, and he's not even a hard rock or metal fan, but he thinks we are so good. He listens every week. So, Omengren, thank you very much, brother. That was an awesome review. Thank you. It was a great, great review. It was a little, you know, mention about his mom and me and Ian, you know, <laughs> like we were going to bang her or something. It was pretty funny. I found it hysterical. And we got another review, too. Saw the other one? Oh, yeah, yeah. That oh, guy yeah, loved us, too. I forgot what he said, but he loved us. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention we had uh, the one guy. I loved his name was like uh, 
I ate Bob Dylan's guitar or some shit like that. He, he put up a review the other week that was awesome, and then we had another one. Uh, goddamn, Jim J. Bullock or J.T. Block, some shit. I'm so sorry because I'm drunk. I'll, I'll get it right for next week. But we've had three uh, three other iTunes reviews, and uh, next week we need to announce the winner that's going to be on our show. All right. Yeah, uh, we'll we're, do we're just kind of lazy, so we haven't got around to announce the contest winner. But we're going to go through them. And uh, I know there's a lot of people who wrote reviews and had a hard time getting them posted. I think what it was, honestly, is if there's any cursing. I don't think you can have that on an iTunes review. Oh, okay. So don't curse. Yeah, and, yeah. And that, that whole winner's thing, that's all you, man. I, I have nothing to do with that because I'm a really busy guy. I mean, look, just yesterday, they painted the house in front of me. And, I, you know, I, I got to spend a lot of time over there watching uh, it dry. Oh, I, 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 I like that. So everybody points at me if they're pissed because they didn't get picked. It's all on me. I get hey, it. Hey, you're the one that came up with a damn idea. Ah, woo All right. <laughs> all right, Bug so it. what's the current event there? Oh, oh, the current event. Apparently, we're going to have polls on our page now. The only no, poll no, no. I, Once in a blue, we will. Not all the time. Yeah, the only poll I like is the one your mother dances on. Ah, woo! Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Current events. Current events. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. Is there some news this week? Uh, man. Not, and it's all Van Halen related. Oh. How awesome is that? Okay, so, so before you go, uh, before you start, if it's all Van Halen related... I just want to let everybody out there know, you always hear music under our podcast. I add in the music after we talk. But I know, if we're just going to talk about Van Halen this whole episode, what you're listening to now are Van Halen demos. And I'm going to also bring this up. This is going to make this episode more unique than any other episode. This is going to break the rules. We're going to we're gonna break new ground on this episode because this episode is going to have music more music than ever because seven out of what 13 songs on the album how many uh, how many songs are on that album different kinds ah, of 13 all right 13 songs seven out of the 13 are old demos or old recordings of van halen when we talk about each song when we're done we're gonna talk we're gonna play the demo version of that song so we're gonna you know talk about different kind of truth and then we're gonna talk about you know the birth of that song, what it sounded like back in the early days, back when Michael Anthony was in the band. So you're going to hear some classic Van Halen Who? all through our show. Michael Anthony, he was the guy that played bass. Oh, not Wolfgang? No, no. I, I, I know you're also thinking of Mike Stone. No, yeah. Michael Anthony. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I heard him. But uh, current events this week. Holy shit. Man. Uh, you know, and I got this from Rona Barrett, so you know it's true. She's still alive? Uh, probably. Uh, but everybody's heard that Bruce Jenner is, 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 you know, he's changing into a woman. Yeah, I've seen those plastic surgery. Not, not too pretty. Yeah. yeah. Not to be outdone, Vinnie Vincent, former Kiss guitarist, is is finally made the transformation into a woman. What does this have to do with Van Halen? I'm getting to that. Okay. But here's somebody who's really really reaching for attention because uh, he hasn't done shit since he got his ass kicked out of the band you know and nobody buys fucking chicken foot records but Sammy Hagar is a, oh god he's the latest one to jump on this but I, I, I'll give him this he's being a little bit different 
while Bruce Jenner and Vinnie Vincent are transforming into women, Sammy Hagar is finally going to turn into a man. <laughs> there, 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 there is, there, there's a controversial new surgery. It's called... It, it, I don't... Good thing he made all that money off of fucking tequila because I don't know if this is covered by Obamacare, but he's getting a controversial new surgery called adedictomy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he's going in for an adedictomy. Uh, I hope he knows uh, that balls are extra. Even if you get an adedictomy, you still need balls, you fucking half a fig. Uh, fucking Sammy Hagar, what a douchebag. But yeah, so Sammy Hagar wants to become a man. He's tired of being uh, Bette Midler's stunt double. Uh, even though he, you know, he's happy to make that Hocus Pocus 2 money that he's going to get here soon. But yeah, Sammy Hagar's getting that addictomy. Wow, that's uh, amazing. Maybe he'll stop writing lyrics that are G-H-E-Y gay. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I don't even want to call Sammy Hagar gay. Because I'm going to get a lot of hate mail from the gay community. Like, hey, don't lump them in with no, me. No, no, not gay. Gay. G-H-E-Y. Gay. Yeah. Any way you slice it, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. But in more Van Halen news, finally, and th- this is crazy because we decided this the day before this shit was announced. That's true. You, you. What is oh, up my... with me? What is up with my premonition? I don't you know. know. You're, I got that premonition thing going. It's announced. Van Halen is putting out a live album with David Lee Roth. And I think it's going to rule. I know it's going to rule. It's funny because it's they're saying it's being released just as a CD or, you know, audio only. No Blu-ray, no DVD accompaniment. That sucks. And, and there's, well, there's already been jokes about, well, because the vocals won't line up because it's going to be so doctored. You know what? And if it is, I could give a fucking flying fuck. Because all the live albums that I love, Alive, Priest in the East. I'm applauding you. I'm applauding you. That shit is all doctor. All fake live albums are the best. Kiss Alive, UFO, Strangers in the Night, uh, Cheap Trick at Budokan. All that stuff has been, it's, it's, it's Unleashed in the East. All has been studio magic and it makes it you know what if i want to hear a live live uh uh, performance i go to a show right you know i'm not gonna buy some freaking album where i hear mics go out and bad notes and guitar picks falling and and people you know like hitting flat notes no man that to me is not a live album it's a bootleg and, and you know what, man? It pisses me off how people are like, well, it's not really a live album. Yeah, show show me a live album uh, that's truly live, and I'll show you a fucking bootleg, people. I mean, they're all fucking doctored. And they know? rule. And, yeah, and I, I'll tell you what, man. It's an incredible set list. But holy shit, what a fucking horrible album cover. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, you haven't seen the album cover? No. Oh my, you think the cover to fucking uh, A Different Kind of Truth was horrible. You ought to see the cover to this shit. Oh well, my God. I didn't really hate the cover to A Different Kind of Truth. Uh, yeah, well, I, I well I do because it's a total ripoff of the Commodores. But, uh, uh, oh my God, the, the cover to this album looks like fucking Terrence did it on a fucking Commodore 64. You know? Oh, it's, it's fucking horrible, dude. What is it's, it? What does it look like? Uh, it, it's a picture of a ship. Like the front of a ship, 
You know, it says Van Halen Live Tokyo. But, dude, it's fucking horrible. It's why I'm sorry. I got to call a spade a fucking spade. It's a horrible album cover. And apparently, I mean, everybody's using this picture. So I'm sure it's set in stone. But I'm like, wow, this, this seriously, though, it looks like a little kid did it. You know, on, on, on a fucking edge of sketch. Van Halen, Van Halen's never been a great album cover type band. Yeah, you know, no, you no, that? You're right, you're right about that. You know, it, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sure this is worse than more of the others, but I'm just saying. No, 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 no. I, I, somebody else made that mention. They're like, this is one in a, like a long line of horrible Van Halen what album What would be covers. the best album cover from Van Halen? Oh, 84. A- 84. I like it, but no, you know, mine would be the first one. I like yeah, the first one. Not 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 bad, but uh, um, it, it's it's very of the time. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, but but I mean, yeah, uh, I don't. know, But this one is really bad, though. I mean, it looks like some bad. It looks like CGI from 1972. That's how bad it looks. Remember Van Halen three? The guy getting hit by a cannonball. I oh, dude, this breaks my heart. But that's a better album cover than this one. It wow. really looks bad, but I don't. I don't. I don't care about the album cover. Whatever. Uh, I just want to hear the album. Doctor just fuck. I don't give a fuck. I hope the so. Set, the set list is amazing. I hope I hear those David Lee Roth screams from the '80s all over it. That'd be ah, awesome. Woo-hoo! That'd be I awesome. I don't give a fuck. You know. Hell yeah, man! I want it to but, sound uh, awesome. Man, the set list is fucking incredible. Do you have the set list uh, in front of you? No. They, but I, I, I saw it, but I can't remember now. I know uh, Chinatown's yeah, on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, from from the album we're talking about tonight, Chinatown's on it. She's the woman in Tattoo. Everything else is classic Van Halen, but you got deep cuts like fucking Hear About It Later, which I almost got thrown out when they played that yeah. last time I saw them because I went fucking ape shit. Um, but no, no, amazing set list. And I, I, they I, open with Unchained, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to hear it. I'm so happy. Uh, like I said, I'm disappointed in the, in the album cover, but that that's small potatoes. I don't I'm give a fuck. I'm buying that four vinyl. They're oh, releasing oh, it out in four vinyls. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. And then they got something dollars. Yeah. Well, they just they just today talked about another version because in uh, late spring, they're doing remasters of uh, Van Halen 2, Women, Children First, Fair Warren Diver Down. But when, when the live album comes out, they're also going to do a remaster of the first album in 84. And there's a deluxe, deluxe, deluxe edition of the new live album that comes with the first album in 84. And it'll be like six vinyls. What? Four, oh, yeah. so, so the best thing to do is hold off. Yeah, like six Well, no, it comes out at the same time as oh. the live album. But man, I mean, it, it, it's so funny that... I mean, this is no bullshit. I'm not making this up. You picked this album, uh, you know, right before that. And I and I told you, I was like, hey, you know, we need to do something like broad, something that everybody enjoys, something old school. You know, I was thinking like Dio or Scorpions or something, you know, you know something everybody can get into. And you're like, fuck it. He goes, dude, I get a lot of requests for uh, a different kind of truth. And I was like, wow. But I'm like, fuck it. It's Van Halen. Let's do it. But how timely. And that was the day before all this shit was announced. So that's you, awesome. You are you are a genius, my friend. Thank you, thank you. I also want to say uh, I've said this before on things that you know 
people, you know, we, our KISS episodes are the most popular ones, but I also told people, come listen to shows that we don't talk about KISS. We usually have a KISS mention, and I'm going to try myself to have a KISS mention in every episode, and this is my KISS mention of this week. It'll be quick, but it's very informative for the KISS nerds out there, like myself. Um, if you got an Urban Outfitters, look it up. An Urban Outfitters, it's a store uh, that sells clothes and a bunch of stuff, but they also sell vinyl. And the one near my house has, you know, they had a few Kiss, uh, those Kiss 180 grand for $35.99. I'm like, I don't want to buy this. Well, I went there today and they marked it down to $9.99. So check out your local uh, Urban Outfitter out there. If you guys live near one, look into it or maybe you can order it online. I don't know. They're selling the Kiss remastered, those 180 grams for, uh, for, for $9.99. I bought today the first Kiss album, uh, Dress to Kill, Revenge, and uh, Lick It Up and Animalize. Oh, Dress to Kill. I said that, right? Yeah, yeah. I bought all those for $9.99 each, and they're each $35.99. That's the original sticker price. So wow. that's my Kiss mention this week, man. Go to wow. Urban Outfitters, you Kiss nerds. You can get those uh, 180 grand for men, 9.99. You can't beat that price when it comes to vinyl, especially man. 180. I've never heard of a 180 gram cost 9.99 ever. Wow, see, your, yours is a lot cooler than mine because I went to Urban Outfitters today looking for vinyl, and I got Belle Bib DeVoe's Poison and uh, the self-titled CNC Music Factory. I, I mean, good prices, but not the same albums but, on uh, vinyl, you know, huh? Yeah, hey, never trust a big button to smile. That girl's poison. Just Things saying. that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Scroll, horrible, horrible shit. Thank God we're away from that that time. Screw that music. We're, I'm all about dad metal. Yeah, dad metal. Dad I saw, metal. I, I saw that shit online today. Oh, my God. a moron. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I got to go take a piss. You tell our listeners about the dad metal post. Okay, I'm going to talk about dad right. metal. All right, you know, I, I did a little bragging today on Facebook because of all you people that listen to us and, you know, give us all those positive reviews. I, I made a post about it saying, look at all these people that are listening to us. And we did make the What's Hot list on iTunes. And I put the number of views we got and all this stuff. I just put this up, bragging. I even said I was bragging. And uh, one guy, one 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 guy that's on my list, like I guess he went to the channel and he saw all our reviews, like you know he read them and saw what we reviewed, and he came back and he said to me, "Do you guys talk about anything else other than dad metal?" Where I replied, "Only dad metal's re- real. Fuck your metal." That was my reply to the guy. But uh, he's, you know, it was a little jab, you know, and then he ended up going to say, well, you should do other stuff. You'll get more listeners. I was like, dude, please, what we're doing, we don't, we're getting those listeners just fine without your little, whatever the hell you like, be it Slipknot or whatever the fuck, because if what you, the, what the fuck were we supposed to do, Avenge Sevenfold? You know, my point is, here's my point. The guy is, you know, he did that because I guess this upsets him and he doesn't like dad metal or whatever the case may be. But I want to say to him and to everybody out there, when I was a kid, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't really into the music like my dad would be into, you know? 
And and my friend, well, my, you know, my dad's an exception because he's Cuban. He doesn't listen to American music. But let's say my friend's dads that were American. I was, I grew up with a lot of Americans, a lot of uh, as we call gringos, and um, rednecks actually. A lot of rednecks. I uh, grew up with rednecks that turned me on to Skinner, Zeppelin, you know, Kiss, and all that stuff. I, I was raised by with rednecks, and they were all good people. And they had these parents that were into uh, Lawrence Welk. Or, you know, whatever, you know, uh, just that old stuff. None of us were into. But now today, I see little kids into Sabbath, Priest, Maiden. They're all little kids of my age that love that dad metal. So, in in other words, dad metal rules. Dad metal transcends genres. Dad metal still lives. Jesus Priest still plays big halls. Maiden plays big halls. All these bands still pack places, still sell records, okay? So dad metal rules. And if you want to call us like a dad metal podcast that's closed-minded, then thank you. Yeah, You're I'm gonna, cool with that. And I also, and then he said, well, you know, I mean, you, know, you guys, you know, sound like, you know, if anything's not at 25 years old, you're not going to like it. I'm like, moron, I mean, we have pick of the week and... I've picked stuff like In Solitude and Iron Reagan and newer bands that, you know, are new. They ain't 25 years old. So, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Then he ended up saying, I'm sorry, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, obviously, moron. And, you know, and Facebook is so much, it's so full of people that just pass judgment without even looking into stuff. I guess not only Facebook, everywhere, you know, you just... Oh, I hate people. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, and, and, and that also goes to, let's say... People that are like, oh, I'm not even going to listen to a different kind of truth because of what they did on Michael Anthony. You're not a music fan. You're really not. Hey, look, I'm not happy with Kiss. I hate Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer and Peter Chris and Ace Frehley Makeup. I fucking hate it. And yes, we have people in our own group going, I would never, ever listen to Monster and Sonic Boom. Sorry, I'm a music fan. I'm a Kiss fan. I'm curious. I listen to Sonic Boom piece of shit. I hated it. I listened to Monster and loved it. I hate Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer and that makeup, but I still loved it because of the music. I am a music fan, not a what goes behind the scene fan. I'm not going to buy any more Ozzy albums because of Sharon. You're not going to buy Ozzy albums because of Sharon. You know how retarded you sound? Whatever. Everybody's got the choice, but you're not a music fan to me. Period. That's that. That's what I think. You have anything to add to that, Ian? That's what I think. <laughs> I love that dice. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. Fuck it. I love dad fucking metal. You know what? You know what my dad fucking turned me on to? Fucking Black Sabbath. You know. Well, your my, dad my, was an exception, though. But my, my, well, no. Yeah. You know. But but it was it was different shit. You know. My dad used to rang this. My dad hated Kiss. Oh, then, wait, thought, wait, but wait a second. You are much younger. Well, well, not my, you. I, I'm nine years younger. That's still much younger. I mean, I'm talking okay, about okay. my day. When in my right. day, none of, none of us liked Lawrence Welk and you know right, Benny right. Goodman and shit like that. But uh, but no, but but I was very open to what my parents liked. Uh, you know, I I know some shit. Like I remember my son. My my son didn't like stuff that I liked. You know, when he was younger. And then, you know, as he, as he got a little bit older and his friends liked it, then he came up there. I remember my son, like, you ever heard Rush? I was like, fuck yeah, I've heard Rush, goddammit. 
You know, so I, I, I don't judge shit by how old it is. It's how good it is. You know, my dad gave up on Sabbath after Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. I didn't. Yeah, man. But I would, sabotage, I, but, man. Jeez. But, but I wouldn't know Sabbath if it wasn't for my dad giving me his copy of Volume 4. No, there you, know, you go. Said, Starting and, off with my favorite. Yeah, Sometimes. Yeah, and, Sometimes it's my favorite. Sometimes Sour Blood Sour is my well, favorite. Well, it's, it's normally my favorite, too, but I remember my dad giving me that, but... You know what? Fuck you. I mean, if you want to hear fucking Black Veil Brides or fucking Avengers 7... If that does it for you, great. Because my dad didn't understand Kiss. You know, oh, yeah, and, no, no. And, yeah, I, I agree. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't mean to cut yeah, you off. You, you are but, right. But, uh, you, know, you know, if the kid likes different metal, fine, but... Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about fucking dad metal because I'm going to be 41 and, and, and you I'm going to be 50 on Monday, February 9th, yeah, I turn yeah. 50, half a fucking century. Uh, you want to get into the review or any more? Let's, let's get into the goddamn album. All right. I'm, released I'm in 2010, was it? I don't know. No, 2012. 2012. Wow. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, Yeah. Uh, my introduction to this album was, uh, Tattoo. Uh, the universally hated song from this album. I remember the first time I saw Tattoo, it was actually the video. Which, by the way, the video sucks. Because it's not, I mean, they should hire me, man. It's not matching or anything like that. Uh, I'll get into the song later, but, yeah, when I heard Tattoo wasn't really like wow this is awesome but i wasn't like the rest of the world either going ah shit this sucks actually there's a song on this album i like less than tattoo believe it or not and i know everybody's like no tattoo sucks but the rest is good no there's actually a song on here i uh when we get to it and which is a great song but it's not as good as tattoo in my opinion i think this whole album's solid Every song rules on it. A lot of people complain that, oh, they brought back too many demos. Van Halen, from the first album to 1984, they used a lot of demos. House of Pain was a demo. Full. I'll go down the line. Van Halen 1. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, of course those are demos. Van Halen 2. There was demos for Somebody Get Me a Doctor, Bottoms Up, uh, Beautiful Girls. Then the third album had... You know, take your whiskey home. There was a song I forgot it had a line from Romeo's Delight. Um, in in a simple rhyme was an old song. Uh, Fools was an old song. Then um, Fair Warning had a Voodoo Queen, which turned out to be Mean Street. And uh, what else? I think there maybe not be another one on there, but maybe there is. I can't remember. Diver Down had a. What's the song that was on Diary Down that was an old demo? I know there is one. Uh, I think it was Hang Em High, right? I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, there is. And 1984 had House of Pain. They were all old demos. So. Well, well hey, even going to the fucking goddamn, you know. Uh, I don't even like talking about the Van no, no, Hagar no, no. era. That's not. Well, I know what I'm saying. It's, uh, Just allude to it, dude. But Top of the World was the end riff of Jump. Oh, there you go. So, you know, shit happens. You should be ashamed by knowing that little tidbit. I can't help it. I'm a, I'm a rock sponge. <laughs> Unlike a rock spooge. And I'm going to let you <laughs> take it. Uh, 
give me your excellent, excellent review of track one there, Ian. Tattoo. Oh, Tattoo. I'll, I'll never forget. Um, when they, they leaked like a little 30-second, uh, you know, snippet of it. I was so excited. I heard this little fucking snippet. I was like, ooh, ooh. I didn't want to admit it, but I was like, oh. I heard the keyboards, and it was exactly what I was scared of. I was scared it was going to sound like Van Hagar, but with Roth singing. Because I think that's kind of what happened with the with the 96 tracks on the Best of Volume 1. I hated Me Wise Magic. Because to me, musically, that sounded like Van Hagar. I mm. love Can't Get This Stuff Anymore. And most people are the complete opposite. Yeah. To me, to, to me, musically, lyrically, Can't Get This Stuff No More is total Van Halen. And and Meanwhile's Magic was total Van Hagar. And I heard the keyboards on the on the 30-second snippet. I was like, oh, oh, this sucks. This sucks. I, but I'm like, I'm going to force myself to love it, but this sucks. And even when I heard the full song, I was like, ah, you know, ah, and total Peter Griffin getting kicked in the shin. Uh, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to do jump part two, you know, with with the keyboards, you know, with the, you know, the chorus and everything. Uh, I think it was better as it, it was originally called Down in Flames. And here's the fucked up thing is normally I blame the keyboard shit on fucking Eddie. The keyboards on uh, Tattoo were actually played by Dave. Really? Which uh, sucks. I didn't know and, that. And Dave is known for like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, true story. And Dave is known for his like really good lyrics. I think this is the only, only song uh, on the album where the lyrics, I'm like, eh, man, you should you should have left it how it was. Uh, I, I think it was a swing and a miss, but it was. I, I think it was. It was trying too hard to like. Let's do a jump too. Let's get everybody on the ship at one time. And uh, man, this song turned a lot of people off to this album. But I still love it, even though I see why people get mad at it because uh, of the chorus, you know. But musically, and I love the breakdown before the lead. There's some great shit on tattoo. But man, was this the wrong one to pick as the first single? I, I really think, yeah, this was, and, and it killed the album because not only did a lot of people not like this album, I mean, not like the single, but they did no promotion for this because of fucking Eddie. There was no like going on the Today Show or any kind of fucking shit. It's just like, ah, you know, here, here's a single, you know, here's a half-ass video. And, and this is it. We're not going to talk to nobody. We're not going to do this. You know, and, and and just laid a lame duck. Not that this song is a lame duck, but it, you know what I mean? There was like, they didn't put any effort into it. And uh, it's a shame because there was so much good shit on this album. I still like Tattoo, but I see why it turned people off. And it was totally the wrong choice as a first single. Uh, I, I agree with you as far as lyrics go. It's very, like... Tattooed Sally, Tramp Stamp, whatever. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah, beneath Yeah, not Dave. his best. Da- and, and Dave, you know what, it man? It is. And this is going to sound crazy me saying it, but I think some of the greatest Dave lyrics are on this album. You know, I mean... Very, oh, oh I, 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 I agree that a thousand percent. There's not on so this many killer lines, and I will go through some of those, my favorite lines, oh, yeah. as we review. But this oh. one is like, I got Elvis on my shoulder, and as I 
flex Elvis yeah. talk. It's I don't know. It, yeah, and I, you know me, I hate I hate Elvis to begin with. Yeah, so. I love Elvis, and I don't even like that line. But here's the thing. Exactly. I think this song would have been much better. I can even deal with the cheesy. Okay, I, I almost went overboard and say Sammy type lyrics, but no, they're not that bad. But uh, no, I, no, I can I can deal with this song without those keyboards. I think the keyboard is just what what really because the song rocks. I think it starts with that. Oh, it starts with that fucking the solo. The what Eddie is known for, and this is what I love about Eddie Van Halen, known as the greatest guitarist ever because of his talent, because of the eruption, how he shreds, but he knows how to keep that shit, like, for the song. And he does a very simple solo. The album starts with a simple solo, which is kind of like Ain't Talking About Love or Everybody Wants Some, you know, that type of solo. I love that shit about Eddie. The drums. It's got that old Alex Van Halen feel. Oh, yeah. Sounds great. It rocks. It's a rocking tune, but these stupid keyboards just ruin it for me. Uh, okay, so Tattoo. This was originally an old song uh, back before the first album called Down in Flames. So this is the first of seven songs we're going to play during our podcast this week. Uh, this is Down in Flames.
say this uh, before I go into it. The, your average fan that really hates the fact that Michael Anthony is not in the band would never ever admit how amazing Wolfgang Van Halen is. You listen to the beginning of the next track, She's a Woman with that do 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 and you're like, well, maybe that's Eddie. Because, yeah, there is rumors Eddie did a lot of Michael Anthony's bass on the old Van Halen album. I don't know how true they are, but that is a rumor. Well, yeah, they do say, like, from fair warning on, like, 80% of the bass on all the studio albums was Eddie. And that's very unfortunate, because I don't think Michael Anthony's a slouch. But you know what, man? And I know I'm going to get shit for this, but I don't care. Come at me, I'll slap you. I think Wolfgang's a better bass player than, than Michael Anthony. I think he's cleaner. And if you're probably saying, well, you know, just because she's a woman... Watch the YouTube clip when they played this song at Cafe Wa in that little club. The guy's right in front of Wolfie, and Wolfie is kicking ass. And I saw this live when they did Chinatown, and he was finger-tapping. Wolfie's a badass, and supposedly he's, like, amazing on guitar, and he's supposedly the best on drums. You know, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. he's, like, an all-around great musician. He's awesome, and I think it's a shame. He's a small kid. He's young, man. And Okay, he's got a weight problem, and it sucks how people just keep fucking goofing on how fat he is. I mean, he's a fucking kid, man. He's Eddie Van Halen's son. He's talented. And if it wasn't for him, I highly doubt there would be a fucking Van Halen reunion. You can tell yeah. this kid is into old Van Halen. Oh, 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 de- definitely. I mean, everybody agrees on that. There would be no Van Halen reunion with David Lee Roth without Wolfie. Because as he grew up, he's like... He's like, this is what I like, Daddy. He, yeah. he goes, this David Lee Ross shit is awesome. This is and the good shit. He knows. You know what? And what's fucked up is the last time I remember this weight issue coming up is with Steve Grimmett from fucking goddamn Grim Reaper. And that dude can sing his ass off, but he is a fucking porky dude who should never wear red tights. But wow. God, <laughs> God damn it, I love Grim Reaper, and, and I, like, I, I like Wolfie. Yeah, but uh, I, I love Wolfie, but at the same time, I got this to say. No, oh, don't I, get me don't get me wrong. Michael Anthony was fucked over. And I don't, oh, yeah. I don't agree oh, yeah. at all what they did to Michael Anthony because Michael Anthony to me is a class act. The guy is just pure yeah. class. Amazing, yeah. amazing talent. His backing vocals 
are so important to Van Halen. Wolfgang does a good job. Not as good. I'm not going to say it's right. as good. But he does good as far as right. backing vocals. A lot of people say it's piped in backstage. Well, I guess all those people can shut the fuck up now because this album has a lot of backing vocals and I saw it live. So they don't have no old tape of fucking uh, Michael Anthony doing She's a Woman. They ain't using that, that demo version. That's, that's him live, okay? But I want Michael Anthony back. I do want him back. I could do without his stupid sound effect bass solo. But other than that, I want Michael Anthony back in Van Halen, and that is a rumor going around that it David might happen. David Roth wants Michael Anthony back. Yeah, everybody does, and I think Michael Anthony deserves to be back. They fucked him over. Michael yes, Anthony does. thought, hey, look, this is my last chance with Van Halen. I'm going to sign away all my rights, because Eddie said, if you want to do this, you got to give me all your rights. So he did it for that last Sammy tour, you know, and right. he fucked up, but at the same time, he really did it for the fans. You right, know, and, right, and, but then, but then again, anybody who went and saw that 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 O four Sammy tour, suck a dick straight up. You that's never right. I, I, I didn't go. Thing. Fuck that shit. I wasn't oh, going to that, that crap. Shit. I never saw fucking Van Halen. I unfortunately I, did. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. The first time I saw him for free, fifty one fifty, and Bachman Turner Overdrive was opening, so I I went more for that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I want to see BTO, man. Ride, 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 let it ride. Yeah, man, they were good. And then I said, and I want to see Eruption. You know? And oh. it was a horrible, I know a lot of people love it. Oh, remember that? It was that a horrible show. Oh, I saw that, I, I saw the Live Without a Net video where there's like only two Dave songs and the rest is all 5150. And, that's, and let me tell you something, that's an edited video. That whole show, it's still two Dave songs, you know? Oh, what was God. it? Jump and ain't talking about love. I think. Oh, and you really got. No, it. no, 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 no. Uh, no, it wasn't jump. Well, because here's the thing. No, like, they did jump though that night. I'm pretty sure they, they did. They think. I think. Well, I think well, so. well, no. Here's the thing. No, Panama, uh, Panama. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, okay, I think you're right there because Dave made a comment that was kind of legendary at the time. If you read Hit Parader and Circus and all that shit, he goes. He goes, you know what? He, he goes, I don't have to sing any fucking Sam Hagar songs. Yep. He goes, but he goes, but this motherfucker's got to sing Jump every night of his life. So Sammy famously would not do fucking Jump. I don't think he did Jump until the Fuck Tour. Uh, but he did. Ain't talking about love, and I believe Panama. And it, but it was horrible. Oh my god, it was so horrible. Oh, on the and then I saw them again. On OU812, the only reason I went to that was because it was the Monsters of Rock. Monsters of Rock, yeah. And and they played Running with the Devil that night. Yes, they did. It was horrible. Uh, Yeah, it it, it sucked. Uh, I love She's a Woman. I mean, it's fucking amazing. It's a song I've known for years because I've had the, uh, you know, the Gene Simmons, Warner Brothers demos. Uh and why it was was taken off the record, you know, I don't know. But it's awesome. But then again, back then, when you had albums, you had like ten fucking tracks. I mean, you only had so much for vinyl. You know, I think it got cut off because of that. But man, this sounds like classic fucking Van Halen. I think this should have been the first single off the album. I think if they would have done this, they would have got a lot more publicity. Because this sounds really like classic fucking Van Halen amazing I love She's the Woman what do you think Ralph 
Yeah, I already told you what I thought, but I will say, I will add, okay, yeah, like, they made a video for this one, too, which is basically a tattoo. It was the same shoot, and, it, like, some parts, they don't match vocals. It's like, who the fuck's in charge of this shit? It was like, you know, and Van Halen were known for the best videos, you know, Hot for Teacher, Panama, you know? Well, 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 when Dave was in there, they were That's what to... I'm talking about, Dave. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about Van Halen. Okay, know? I got you. <laughs> I didn't say shit, Halen. Uh, right. Anyway, so yeah, as Ian as Ian said, this was uh, one of the demos that Gene Simmons uh, recorded uh, back in the day. He took Van Halen all the way to New York City to Electric Ladyland and recorded a bunch of demos for him, and uh, disappeared on it. So this is from the Gene Simmons recorded demos. This is "She's a Woman." She's a woman, and you know I gotta say that I do enjoy the lyrics more on a different kind of truth than the original version of She's a Woman. I pretty much like all these newer versions to the old, and I've lived with these demos long enough. And let me tell you something: 
Some of these demos, I mean, they're good, they're great and everything, but listen to what they did to them on this album. I feel like they've improved them very much so, lyric-wise as well. They've changed the lyrics to She's a Woman, and I like those lyrics much more. Anyway, let's go into the next track, and uh, that's You and Your Blues. Now, the first time I heard this album in its entirety, believe it or not, this was my favorite song. It's not no longer my favorite song. But yeah, the first time I heard You and Your Blues, I thought... After the album was done on first listen, I go, man, You and Your Blues is awesome. That's my favorite track off the album. A little a tinge reminiscent of the Diver Down era. Kind of like uh, the, you know, what do you say? Like, you know, kind of the poppy element of it. I, I, and the thing that lacks on this album is when Dave strains. You know, when he's like, woman, I'm talking about you. It, it sounds kind of sickly. I don't really like when he does that. He does it on this song. Kind of you know, a little bit of a holdback, but it's a killer, killer song. And listen to those backing vocals, man. That sounds like classic Van Halen. You know, Eddie and Wolfie going, ah. It's all, it sounds like it's Michael there, you know? Um, I love You and Your Blues. No longer my favorite track, but it was one of my favorite tracks on the album. Uh, very melodic, very killer. What do you think, Ian? Uh... I have nothing to bitch about this. I love this fucking song. This is another one I think should have been a single. And what I love is the lyrics where he threw in all these different blues songs, like titles. And that's how he came with the lyrics. He talks about Crossroads, 19 Nervous Breakdown, all this shit. They were different song titles that he threw together. And it's amazing. It's so fucking awesome. Uh, It does make me miss Michael Anthony on this because I think his background vocals on this would have been amazing. But I mean, I like what they did. Uh, but man, to hear Michael Anthony on this would have been fucking incredible. But oh, even when he strains on this song, I, it doesn't bother me one bit. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, awesome, it does man bother me, but not to the extent of it really kills the song. It's like it's 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 tolerable for me. But uh, I don't know. I just I love 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 this fucking song. You know, and, and uh, a, a, a thing about the song that I love so much is also, you know, I've had enough of you and your blues, and like you know, I've mentioned. Yeah, I know I'm a little crybaby. I keep bringing up this ex-girlfriend I had before. But yeah, you know, one problem that really annoyed me about her was her constantly nagging and being so pessimistic. And looking at the glass half empty and just like, you know, seeing problems that were solvable, but she would make it unsolvable with her, you know, stupid pessimistic ways. And she was always, oh, this sucks. And yeah, at the time, that was like a year after I left her. Uh, I was like, yeah, man, I had enough of her blues too. So I see where she's coming from. It makes for a great song. Yeah, and I also want to add, this is a song that, as far as I know... Is brand new, right? I mean, there's no old well, demos for this. Well, well, here's the thing, and I was I was reading an article today because I was thinking like, well, some of this you know was taken from demos, but I'm like, I know nothing of this being a uh, you know an old song. But Dave swears up and down that him and fucking Eddie hadn't written a song in twenty something years together. So I don't know, maybe this was a Dave song. That Dave brought in, you know, and and Eddie worked on it, or what's the deal? I know uh, after Van Halen three, 
there was such a huge gap of any Van Halen material that I and I've read Eddie Fay that man he has tons and tons and tons of recordings and riffs that he's done through the years and I and I feel like maybe this is one of the songs like all those uh, all these songs on here that are not old demos I feel they're they're from that library of riffs well, that he's written since well, Van Halen three to now. Either that or or is this something that David Lee Roth wrote with John Five? Who supposedly there's an unreleased album, uh, you know, that Dave's ready to release, but probably Eddie's got his foot, you know, down and it won't come out. But he just did another album with John Five, so maybe this is something that Dave brought to the table. It does sound kind of like, I mean, for me though, at least, it sounds kind of hard to believe Eddie would play somebody else's riffs. No, well, yeah, but but I mean, where did this come from? If they didn't write a song together, I don't know. Well, maybe it don't I, matter. Like I'm saying. E- e- either way, this is a fucking amazing fucking song. So, so none of these songs were written written uh, during the sessions. It, it, well, that's what Dave said. Dave said he has not like truly written a song with Eddie since they've gotten back together. Like they never just sat down and said, "Okay, you play. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna scat. You know, whatever." Dave said that that never happened on any of these songs. Well, Dave does smoke and, weed, you know. Oh, yes, he loves some weed. But also, uh, who knows where this came from? Because uh, supposedly they had an album ready to come out right before they did the first reunion tour. What, the tour was like in uh, 2008 or whatever? They did an album and shelved it. Yeah, I heard about that. And then, uh, you know, some of the stuff was used for this album, some wasn't. Who knows where this came from? Who gives a flying fuck? Because you and your blues is fucking badass. Yep. Great, Bad. great song. Attitude, melody, beautiful. And then we go into Chinatown. Heavy as fuck. But I, I, I gotta tell you, this is probably uh, my least favorite song on the album. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is what I would consider killer filler. But to me, it is filler. And I was so surprised when this was played live when I thought there were so many other songs on this album that would be better suited for a, you know, a live setting than this song. And I think Dave really strained live on this, uh, you know, on this song. But uh, this is the one they picked boggles my mind. It is probably my least favorite on the album, but I still like it. Uh, I got a feeling you disagree with me. Oh, of course I do. This one is one of my favorites, and I was very happy they played a lot. You know, I mean, not, not I can name a couple I like more on here, but I was very happy they played this one live. And man, seeing Wolfie and Eddie do that intro where they're both like, you know, finger tapping and he's finger tapping the bass live, it was identical to the freaking album. And yeah, I was like so many. You know, I, I gotta admit, the first time they reunited with Dave. Wolfie didn't really stand out. He just was there doing Michael Anthony shit. Where this album, man, I mean, I mean, this tour, you know, with like, She's a Woman and Chinatown, he was doing some amazing bass playing, you know, so. Uh, I love this song. It's fast as hell. I mean, the beginning kind of reminds me a little bit of Mr. Big. You know, like Addicted to Ooh. That Rush. No, oh, okay. you know that song, that. Addicted to That Rush? Yeah, oh, I, oh great, great bass by fucking Billy Sheen. Yeah, it, well, it's Billy Sheen and Paul Gilbert doing that trade-off, but they're playing exactly the same thing. 
and you know addicted to that rush that's what this the intro of this song kind of reminds me of and just the musicianship on here alex double bass uh just damn man these guys are fucking old as fuck and they're still got that fire you know that you know hot for teacher hang them high you know type of Uh, you know fast fast shit Alex is an unsung hero on this album. I think Alex, he's an unsung hero on on the six pack and this album. Oh my god, Alex plays his fucking ass off. On oh this yeah, album. yeah, yeah. Alex Van Halen to me is one of the greatest drummers in the world, and not you know not technically you know speaking, but Alex Van Halen has his own sound. When you hear that drum, you know it's Alex, and it's addicting that sound that. Listen to uh, Out of Love again. That, that's a fucking drum solo through that whole song. It's so... It's like Alex Van Halen, to me, is on drums like fucking Eddie is on guitar. But he gets overlooked because of Eddie's phenomenal playing. Yeah, you're right about that. But uh, 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 Alex Van Halen's amazing. And yeah, in Chinatown, he really shines on it. My favorite line in Chinatown. I, I think it's the first thing he says. Headless Body in a Topless Bar. One of my favorite tracks off the album. And, as far as I know, not an old demo. There's no uh, old, Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I know nothing about that being old, but... Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, a lot of people, oh, all they did was, like, old demos. No, well, this album, uh, it's like half and half. And this is yeah. another one. If, if somebody bitches about this shit being old fucking demos, fuck you. You are a Sammy fucking piece of shit. Go fucking suck a fucking dick. All right, so the next song, uh, Blood and Fire. Now, this one, um, you know, it has this that, that awesome beginning. Uh, oh, we tell the winners, saints and the sinners. You know, that, that day. Yeah, it's so catchy and melodic. It's like hooky with Dave, like, you know, for Eddie and Dave alone. Then Alex comes in and then. When the chorus comes in, Wolfie comes in, and God, I love this song, man. And yes, I love the backing vocals on this too. Uh, we came, we came with blood and fire, and I also love the little bridge has the classic Dave line. Now look at all the people here tonight. How cool is that? Oh, he, actually, that's awesome. he actually put it in a song. And he now look at all the people, you know. And then Alex is doing a yeah, and and you know. Dave used to get a lot of shit. I mean, back in the 80s. I remember people like, Dave always says, look at all the people here tonight. Yeah, but every time he says it, the crowd goes nuts. So it works. If it works, why break it? You got there. And I love that he, he puts it in. And yes, of course, my favorite line in the whole song is like, I told you I was coming back. Say you miss me. Say like you mean it. And then oh. it goes into that solo. Oh. Oh, hell yeah. Blood and fire. And... This song was not played that much on the tour, but the show I saw, they played it. So I was lucky enough to see them. Really? Yeah, they played Blood and Fire uh-huh. on the show. They, they played it sporadically. Wow. And another thing about this show... I didn't get to see it. Another thing about this tour I noticed was they would switch. Like, mostly they would, pay, they would play um, Girl Gone Bad, but if they wouldn't play Girl Gone Bad, they'd play Out of Love again instead. And I was like, please oh, play Out of Love. I saw Out of Love. I saw I Out of Love, too. Oh. I was so happy, because I like Girl Gone Bad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, I, love, I like Girl Gone Bad. It's a good song. But I saw the 84 tour, 
I've seen, I've never seen him do Out of Love Again. And Out of Love Again is like probably my favorite Van Halen song, along with On Fire. Those two are probably my favorite songs from Van Halen. But yeah, anyway, going back to Blood and Fire. Yeah, they played this song. And uh, I love it, man. I love the lyrics. And yeah, it's a cool fucking song. And uh, what do you think, Ian? Oh, oh wait, wait. I'll, I'll mention this after you're done. Yeah, well, I'm probably going to mention what you were going to mention. This is based on Ripley. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right, which is uh, and one of my favorite fucking movies of the 80s <laughs> that unfortunately isn't on DVD or, you know, Blu-ray called The Wildlife. I fucking love this movie. And Eddie actually did the, the music, the actual music part of the movie. And uh, this was a song called Ripley, and it was based on, like, some kind of Guitar Gear or whatever was called a Ripley blah 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 or oh, whatever. I thought it was based on the chick from Aliens. Yeah, no. No, not so much. It was based on equipment he used on this song. But it was a great riff. I love the wildlife. If anybody can get a copy, go on fucking BitTorrent. Is that down- the movie with the hamburger doing uh, Everybody no, Wants Something? No, that's better off that. No. I've never seen the wild, wild, wildlife. Oh, dude, I'll send it to you. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah. Great fucking movie. But anyway, Eddie Van Halen did the background music to the movie. And uh, it's, uh, Blood and Fire is fucking amazing. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to take it in the next one. Yeah, but before is- you do, before okay. you do, let's, okay. let's have the people out there listen to Ripley. All right. Here so you here, go. here's where this song came from. There's no lyrics to this. I yeah. mean, there's no singing. It's just yeah. the music to the song. This is uh, from the movie The Wildlife. Uh, song's called Ripley.
Ian, why don't you go into the next track? All right, well, the next song is Bullethead. I love fucking Bullethead. Holy fucking shit. It's heavy as fuck. It's a short song that just fucking bam knocks you in the fucking teeth. And then it's the, the lyrics are great. Oh my god. There are some great lyrics on this. But I love, you know, some days you're the dog, some days you're the hydrant. I love that shit. You know, yeah. some days you piss and some days you get pissed on. There are some other great fucking songs. Oh, on like this. like I'm rolling I'm rolling slowly, but I'm still ahead of you. How yeah. badass is that? And do you really drive this slow just to piss me off? Yeah, I love I love that. And like awesome. if, everything, if everything's going your way, you're facing the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that shit. And, you know, and the title track. I mean, the, the title of the album, "Different Kind of Truth," is mentioned in yeah. the song. Yes, yes. And this is based on a song though that was called "Bullethead." Yeah, you know, from the old days. But oh my god, I, I love it. I mean, just like it's like a. The song's like two minutes and like 57 seconds. But it's bam, bam, bam. It just whips your fucking ass. And it's awesome. And then it's done. I love fucking Bullethead. You got anything to add to this, man? Yes. My favorite track, actually. I love... Ah, I, okay. I've always loved Bullethead. I've always loved that version. It's You guys are about to hear it after we stop talking about this track. It's a really shitty version from a club show. I guess, you know, it's like generational. It doesn't sound that great. But, you know, listen to this. I mean, I've lived with this version for decades. And I've always loved this song going, man, this is a cool fucking song. Too bad they never demoed it. And then they went and did it on this album. And they did it even better than this version because the lyrics are different. The attitude's different. Of course, the sound is different. It's blistering, blistering. And it took me like a year or two for me to finally say, you know what? This is the best goddamn song off this album.
go to the next song, which is called As Is. Which, uh, as, again, I don't know if there's a demo for this. You know, I, I don't think so. There's no old recordings of this I could, yeah. I could sniff not, out. Not that I've heard. But, you know, it starts off with that kind of like everybody wants some drum intro with, you know, Eddie doing the effects and, you know, the riff is just out of control. Like, then, you know, it's just, it's just 100 miles an hour. And then you have Dave coming in with those classic lines like, you know, ain't no Brinks truck, what is it? No, ain't no Brinks truck following the hearse. Come on, man. And then for the first time, you hear Dave's classic scream uh, right before, right ah, after the solo. Woo! He does a really high, like, wow! <laughs> I haven't heard Dave do forever, and, you know, he can't do that shit anymore. But I guess in the studio, you know, he probably, like, you know, didn't smoke weed for a couple days and did it. But, I love the studio. Yeah, stu- yeah, and again, uh, standout track, and at one time it was my favorite, but I give Bullethead the slight edge on this, but as is... It's so fucking killer. It's so classic Van Halen. At the same time, it's a little different, but it still has the Van Halen vibe. And the fu- and Eddie is just out of control. Eddie is just unbelievably great. And I gotta say this too: I've seen every tour from. I mean, the classic tour, Women and Children First, Fair Warning, uh, Diver Down, 1984, and uh, the the one that one before it, uh, the first reunion with Dave. But man, this last tour, Dave wasn't really that great vocally, but Eddie was, I'd never seen Eddie that good. Believe it or not, even in the old days, Eddie was never that fucking amazing. It's just, man, the guy's gotten great. Must be his dentures. (laughs) But what do you think of As Is? Oh, fucking As Is. As Is a fucking amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. Hot damn. Total Van Halen firing on all cylinders. Through and through. This is fucking Van Halen. The mighty lot, Van Halen all over it. A lot of people, a lot of people go to this as their favorite song on the album. It's not mine. But I love, love, love this fucking song. Um, everything works from every member of the band I'm even counting Wolfie here uh, everything is awesome it, as is and very short right very short track uh, I'm not sure about the, it's, it's well, not as short as a couple others well the thing is the intro is so long with the drum thing but if you would have taken that out it's a very short song right but but I mean to the point and I love that about that uh as is, is absolutely amazing. Uh, but then it leads into what is my favorite, favorite fucking song on this album. And a damn by, damn good choice of a favorite song, let me tell you. By, by a country mile. And that is Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. Hell yeah. This is so fucking heavy. Uh, the heaviest thing I, I feel they've done since Mean Streets absolutely fucking amazing uh this song is so awesome it erases the van hagar and the van sharon it it erases all that shit with one fail swoop it is so oh my god i actually saw somebody posted on a van halen page or like 
oh, this is one of the worst songs on the album. And I personally want to show up at this guy's house, <laughs> knock on the knock on the door, and knock his fucking inbred teeth down his fucking throat. Because this is the best Van Halen song on his goddamn album. It is so heavy, so dirty, so gritty, so fucking awesome. Honey, baby, sweetie, doll, fucking fixes everything that's gone wrong since fucking 5150 in fucking three minutes and 50 seconds. Oh my God. The best song on the fucking album. I absolutely love it. What you got, Doctor? As as is and Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. Also, no old demos, right? These are you know songs that there's no old demos or no yeah, old recordings. I, I, I have. I, well, see, when I hear this, uh, to me, this really sounds like there, there's a song that Dave had uh, before he got back with him. A song he did with John Five. And I kind of got a feeling that it's more based on that than something Eddie came up what, with. What, from the DLR but, band album? Uh, not from the DLR, but they did, they did stuff after that that okay. wasn't released. And to me, it sounds more like that. There's nothing in the demos that I heard sounds even close to this. But it doesn't matter. I don't care who wrote or who came with the inspiration. Eddie put his stamp all over this fucking song. Oh, yeah. And it... To, to me, it, the, there's no dispute. This is the heaviest fucking thing they've done since Romeo Delight. In my uh, mind. You know, the only thing negative I can say about this song was uh, when I first... What? No, no, no. Just hear me out, goddammit. Drunk right. The only thing negative was when uh, they first announced the titles of the songs on the album. I was like, what the fuck is this? Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. What kind of fucking title is that for a song? Oh, this one don't look good. And boy, first listen. First listen, I was like, my God, this song is fucking amazing. So yeah, you know, that was the only, only uh, was uh, being fooled by the title. But now Honey Baby Sweet Doll sounds cool to me. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing missing from this song is an eight ball. Like every fucking copy of this album should come with an eight ball of cocaine. Everything is on this song. Even Dave's dog. Yes, yes. The little and bark in the song. It, it should have came with David Zog and an eight ball of cocaine. Because this fucking song is amazing. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know about that, dude. You do an eight ball of cocaine and listen to this song, you might end up like Kevin DeBro. Ah, he's a pussy. Hey, come on. Let's have some respect for the guy. Okay, then Ooh. we go into Trouble With Never. Now, this is the song I would say is my least favorite. Uh, I actually like Tattoo more than this one. Yes, that's true. Hey, wait, wait a second. Ian, you like Tattoo more than Chinatown? Yes. <laughs> You're so funny, dude. And, and that that was a classic Ralph laugh, like, ha, 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 you're a fucking retard. And, 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 and don't get bent out of shape, people. He doesn't mean, like, retard by, like, you know, retards. He means, nah. like, Terrence. No, no, yeah, I don't, I don't mean gay as in cocksuckers. Exactly, exactly. Hoo-ha, Anyway, uh, this next song is not, you know, that excellent, excellent. But, you know, it does kick some ass. I do like this song. I think it starts with a really cool riff. Um, but the chorus, ah, 
That's the trouble with never. It's like, I don't know, it sounds like a filler, but, but you know, I mean, it does have a cool solo, and I like the little spoken word after the solo where uh, Dave says, like, dancing out of way, selective yeah. Selected oh, yeah. amnesia is only a heartbeat away. Wait, Shit like that. Yes, yeah, I think awesome. that's cool as fuck, you know? But what kills me is like, just like the same thing you said about Chinatown. It's like they played this live instead of As Is or Bullethead. Or, See, I didn't hear this. Yeah, they, they played this live. I saw them play. They played this live that night, you know? And I was like, you know, instead of Bullethead As Is... Or, you know, Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. They play Trouble with Never. It's like, dude, really? Does anybody, any of our listeners out there think this is, like, worthy of being played live over as is and Bullethead? Uh, what do you think, Ian? All right, let me look at my notes here. Um, all right, love everything but the chorus, small gripe. Wow, I, I, I said the same thing. I know, that's kind of fucked up, too. Weird. Uh, I, and I said I love the breakdown as well. It's like where Dave's fucking the mic. You know, and I, I love when Dave fucks the mic. Because he does that shit a lot. And to me, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Ladies Night in Buffalo, uh, you know, Black Sand. Uh, there's certain songs where Dave is like, it's like really awesome. But the chorus on this uh, is, is terrible, and I think might have scared some people off. It's not a bad song, but it is a bad chorus. Uh, but then it goes into a song that I fucking love that is out of space, out of space, out of space. And this was originally called Let's Get Rockin'. Uh, great, great song. Uh I think it fits perfect on this. To me, it sounds like a song that could have easily been on Van Halen too. Uh, I love Outer Space. It just everything about it to me is classic Van Halen. Of course, the only thing missing is Michael Anthony, but uh, it's a great fucking song. I mean, it's, it's so happy and good and just like everything that's Van Halen. Like it's summer, the top is down. You know, your finger smells like pussy. It's awesome. I love Van Halen. I love Outer Space. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, if I was to pick my favorite songs, this would definitely be one of them. With As Is, Honey Baby, Sweetie Doll, Chinatown, and uh, Bullethead, Outer Space is right up there with those songs. Is the great peak of this fucking album. I was always a fan of Let's Get Rocking, but then when I heard this, I was like, man, Let's Get Rocking lyric-wise sucks now, you know? I mean, it's so, it's so of the moment, you know? It was like, whatever, and I can understand why it was never used back in the day, but man, Dave made these, this, these lyrics on this album. I do, you know, I will say my gripe on the song is that he does strain a lot in the verses, but then that little bridge part where he's like, counterblast, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
He says Facebook and, in this song. Actually, I, I think that, I think it's so old he mentions his MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> so time will tell. Who knows? Maybe Facebook will be with us for eternity, like you know, like herpes. Who knows? But it but because uh, that's where our fans. I'm sorry, our listeners. Your no no your fans, my listeners. Oh oh oh, Mister Mister Ego. Oh, you're such a bitch. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I love what they did with this song. And Let's Get Rocking Musically was probably, like, my favorite, you know, along with Bullethead. But uh, I love Out of Space more than Let's Get Rocking. They, they, they made it so much better. Uh, well, I got to say, they didn't make it so much better. Only Dave made it better because that music was already there. All right, so let's get into what originally was Out of Space, this song. It's called Let's Get Rockin'. Then we go into Ice Cream Man Part 2. 
stay, yes! stay frosty. This is where Dave really fucking blows his load on fucking lyrics here, boy. A lot of great lyrics that don't make sense but sound cool. Like, you know, look beyond Kung Fu fighting. Got his love, but get it in writing. <laughs> oh, I love that. I if you want to be a monk, you got to cook a lot of rice. <laughs> hey. I don't know. It's fucking hilarious. I love it. My, my, my favorite thing is trust in Allah, but tie up your camel. Yeah, but tie up your camel. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, that is awesome. Hell yeah. So um, it's amazing. It's amazing lyrically. Total, total rip off of Ice Cream Man. You know, it's just like an Ice Cream Man Part 2, but it's a fun fucking song. And it's a great saying, stay frosty. Like, yo, chill out. Stay frosty. I fucking love stay frosty. Holy fucking shit. Uh, best lyrics on the whole fucking album. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, it's a little too close to, to Ice Cream Man. But then as it kicked in, like, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh, I fucking love that shit. And, uh, oh my god, trust in Allah, but tie up your camel. I fucking love that shit. If you want to be a monkey, you better cook a lot of rice. Stay frosty. Oh my god, this, this is so awesome. Dave's lyrics are so fucking amazing. And he is... He's right there with fucking Bon Scott, Phil Lynette. I mean, these are like rock and roll poets. Uh, that to the layman, like, oh, you don't get it. But if if you are in the know and if you are in the cool, if you are frosty, you get this fucking song. I love Stay Frosty. Best lyrics on the fucking album. Amazing fucking track. What you got, right? You know, I already talked about it, but I also want to say All that, right. Well, then, fuck you. No, no, well, okay. I'll let you go into the next song, but I, uh... Stay Frosty also has the classic scream again during the solo. Ah, woo! He does that classic scream, you know, which I put in my notes here. Uh, take the next song there, Ian. All right, number 12 is Big River, which, uh, if you go by the old Van Halen, uh, demos... Is big trouble. He be looking for trouble. Yeah, not to be confused with with big trouble on Eat Him and Smile. Uh, it's a classic, classic fucking Van Halen. I mean, sounds so good. I mean, almost like eerily, so awesome, Van Halen. Uh, I love fucking Big River. Oh yeah, awesome. I mean. Incredible. I mean, if anybody has a bitch about this, come to my house. Show up at the door. I will put a bullet in your fucking head, and then I'll look up at your mother. Uh, this song is amazing. What do you think, Ralph? Oh, yeah. Big River, man. I love that. Again, Alex Van Halen, dude. That fucking drum groove. You know? And I love the verses. Like, you know, when the verses, like, every last word of the verse, Dave holds that note. Like, the river belongs to me. And he holds that note. And I want to rip that off. I want to let Zeppelin this song, man. I just want to, like, gra- grab that little element of holding that last word on each verse and make it flow. I'm going to do that with combat, man. I'm going to rip off this song. Love Big yeah. River. Love it. Big Trouble, the original version, 
I don't know, man. This is the one demo I gotta say I'm kind of like, yeah, obviously Big River sounds better and this and that, but man. Oh, yeah! But Big Trouble's pretty badass, the original version, and here it is. was Big Trouble. So, Ian, I'm going to give you the honors to end this album with the last track. What do you have there? Alright, the last song is Beats Working. 
Another beats drinking. Hold on, give me a yeah, second. Yeah, you know, when, uh, when you talk, Ian, try not to drink between you. Do the drinking while I talk, bro. Uh, wah, 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 wah. All right, beats working. God damn, that is everybody. If you're a fucking Van Halen fan, you know that is. Put out the lights. Uh, I love them both. They're both fucking amazing. And what a way to end the album, though. It really is. Uh, put out the lights, slash, uh, fucking beats working. Great fucking song. I love them both. Amazing. Amazing. This is real. This is what I want to hear out of fucking Van Halen. Fucking amazing. Great song. Great way to end it out. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I love, again, what a groove. What a fucking groove on this song. And, and probably the coolest title on the whole album, Beats Working. I love that. Beats Working. That's, that's yeah, a better song would have been Beat Your Mother. But, uh, God, you're drunk. Okay, bye. Uh, but again, Dave does strain a lot in Beats Working, man. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he does strain a lot. But I love I love the chorus. I love the chorus. It's it's a great, great song. And let's uh play the original version. Uh, and you know oh, I this, love it. Uh, yeah, this one's called Put Out the Lights.
So, uh, any last thoughts on different kind of truth there, Ian? Oh, yeah. I, I got some notes on this motherfucker. Uh, this album debuted at number two, which was a goddamn shame that they still have yet to get a number one album with David Lee Roth at vocals. Uh, I don't know who beat it, but I'm sure it was some I, fucking... Adelaide or that big girl from... Oh, 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 Fatalay? Adelaide, Ad- whatever her name is. I, Adele. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Anyway, um, but that that means shit to me because that was awesome. Uh, but they did no promotion for this shit. I mean, I zero. Ridiculous. Zero. Zero. It's fucking retarded. I mean, it does obviously it doesn't matter because it was the highest grossing Van Halen to Van Halen tour ever. Suck that, you fucking Hagar fucking bitches. Okay, the best tour ever was this tour. Really, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know who sold more albums was fucking Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Let's well, get uh, let's put it this way: uh, Van Halen won. And 1984 alone sold more than the whole Van Hagar discography. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, how many times do we have to go through this? There's a lot of morons out there that think Van no, Hagar no, sold more because no. they had num- more number ones, but number ones don't matter. Right, right, and and that's my whole thing. Get it through your fucking head, you fucking lover boy, fucking bitches. Hey, I like lover boy. Okay. I hey, I'm working for the weekend too. But what I'm saying, though, is... Okay, you take this. Okay, there's Van Halen. And then there's Van Hagar. Van Hagar is much more closer to Loverboy than it is Van Halen. And I don't care if it went to fucking number one. Let's look at Record Souls, bitches. Because Van Halen won and fucking 84 both went diamond. That means 10 million, people. That means 10 million both of those albums sold more than the whole fucking Van Hagar atrocity. So get that, oh, they all went to number one. Go eat a fucking dick, you motherfuckers. Now, and I also want to add this, Ian. Okay. It doesn't really matter who sold more, but it kind of does in this matter because Van Hagar fans always have to throw in they, they went number one with Sammy. They never went number one with Dave. And it's like, well, fucking, if you care about that, then how do you like these apples? They sold, and I'm just talking about two of their albums, outsold their whole discography. Okay, let's throw in two women showing first, Diver Down, and Fair Warning into the mix. And they just blew them badly, badly out of the fucking water. Badly. Because you know why record sales don't, don't matter, Ian? I can I can I can say it and you Tell will me. you will agree. Tell me, brother. Fifty one fifty sold more than fair warning. So you know that, that, that album sales yeah. don't matter. But to the to the lame ass Hagar fans that, that have so much pride at Van Halen went number yeah. one with Sammy Hagar. Hey asshole, if Dave would have stayed, trust me. Hey, hey, oh, they would have hey, went right, number one. And right here, you know what sold more copies? Then Van Halen won was Backstreet Boys Millennium. Did it really? Yes. So if you want to say album sales and you want to hang on to that fucking bullshit. And how, that, how they sold Sammy sells more than Dave. Dude, even I, I believe 
Let's look at the statistics. I, I bet you Eat Em and Smile sold more than any Sammy Hagar solo album. It definitely went higher in the charts since they care about charts. Yeah. I don't think any uh, Sammy Hagar solo album went in the top ten. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, there's a truth. Here's a fucking pill for you to swallow. No Sammy Hagar solo album sold as much as Eat Em and Smile. None. So, so suck a dick straight up. I don't care where it charted. I'm talking about overall sales. No, no, no. It, even, it didn't even chart as good as Eat Em and Smile. I guarantee you, Eden Smile, didn't Eden Smile be number six or three? Something like that. Eden it was. Smile went to number three. Three! Come on! Sammy Hagar didn't even get near, near 13, man. Come on, pull, pull it up. I bet you anything, none of his albums went up, to, went up to number three. Guarantee it. Fuck Sammy Hagar, by the way. But you are, you are going to get some Sammy Hagar fucking bitches. Yeah, they're no. all bitter. They're all bitter about, you know... Uh, cause, cause Dave gets all the attention. Dave, right. and I love, this is the one I love. Dave's not a good singer compared to Sammy. No, I disagree. I think Dave has a better voice than Sammy Hagar. I'm talking about classic Dave. And even now when he croaks, I'd rather listen to that than, than Sammy's powerful bitch screams. I think Sammy Hagar has an annoying voice. It's horrible. Listen to Woman in Love, Little Dreamer, Mean Street, Unchained, Sinner Swing, Hear About It Later, Little Guitars. I love that fucking voice. That voice is nothing but attitude and real, real. Sammy Hagar's a phony, fake Robert Plant wannabe. Fucking looks like he's from fucking Annie. He looks like Annie. (laughs) He should sing. The sun will come out tomorrow. I'll buy that. Oh, I, I, I agree, dude. It's you, you know what? Why Hagar debuted at number one? Because it was more palatable. Because it was more bitch-like. And and Van Halen was the biggest band in the world at the time. He walked into yeah. He walked into a band that was the biggest band. 1984. No band was bigger than Van Halen. They were the biggest band there was. The only right. reason that David Lee Roth didn't hit number one, because believe it or not, there are a lot of people that don't really like, you know, oh, David Roth, oh, that's the guy that was singing in Van Halen? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that just know Van Halen. They don't know, like, the band members. Right. So the name Van Halen got them the number one, not the fucking music. Give me a break. Give oh, me yeah. a fucking break. And now in retrospect... Who the fuck cares about 5150? Other than the the, the Tards, the Sam Tards, think about it. But that album was fucking horrible, man. And so is every other Van Halen album. Hagar album. Oh, my God. And, you know, it's terrible. And I'm, I'm going to be real honest here. I'm going to be real honest here for a second. I bought every Van Hagar album up to the live album. You did? Yes. No. 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 I because I love I love Van Halen. I bought fifty one fifty. I bought OU eight one two. I bought fuck. I bought right here, right now. And and that's when it finally. I fucking gave up when I heard I forget what a uh, real Van Halen song it was on right here, right now. I was like, you know what? This is fucking horrible. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not giving them a pass anymore. You know, this shit is fucking horrible. Horrible. This is not Van Halen. This is... Oh, my God. Yeah, I... I, and, I, 
And I, I, I judge people like that. I really do. Every woman I've been with since 1980s, I ask them straight up front, straight up front. I go, Van Halen. I, I go, Hagar or Raw. <laughs> and you know what? No woman has answered wrong. But if they did, done, done. If you say Hagar, I'm still going to fucking cornhole you. But I ain't gonna call you back. Remember that girl I complained about? The whore? Yeah. She was a Hagar person? I wouldn't go... I don't think so. I think she may... You know, she's probably not that stupid. Yeah, I said it. The stupid Van Hagar fan. That she preferred Van Hagar over Van Halen, but she loved Sammy Hagar. And... but oh. And... But she knew better than to play that shit around me. I hated Sammy, and she knew how much I hated that. And she loved it. She loved Summer Nights, and I remember her saying, Summer oh. Nights is a great song. Well, I know a lot of people, even that the people that don't like Van Hagar, they always point to Summer Nights as the, the song, which was actually a song that David Lee Roth knew about. And, you know, that was one of the working songs for the next album. But either way, right. she was into Van Hagar. I mean, right. yeah, she was but, into but, Van but, Hagar, but, too. If, if he could make... If you can maintain a heart on after dreams, yeah, more power to you. That 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 that's uh, that's fucking. Uh, I don't know. Oh my god, Hagar shit sucked. Yep, I a hundred percent agree with you. So you want to go into pick of the week? Uh, okay. Well, there's a couple more things I'd like to mention about this. Okay. okay. Besides, there was no promotion. Uh, a thing that, that freaked out a lot of people was Cool the Gang was picked as the opening band for the tour. Which I loved, by the way. I was very happy. <laughs> I, I loved it, too. At first, I was like, Jesus Christ, can they ever pick somebody I want to see? Because the first reunion tour, they had, like, Bob Marley's third cousin twice that was, removed. That was horrible. Yeah, that was horrible. But Van Halen... You know, at least David Lee Roth and Van Halen, they've never had, never had a good tour opener. Nope. But Cool the Gang, I got it, dude. It made sense to me. It's like, that is total David Lee Roth. That, I mean, you want to hear celebrate good, you know, and all the other great Cool the Gang. Jungle Boogie, Hollywood Swinging. That shit was fun, man. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it is so far removed from Van Halen, but it made perfect sense because you hear those songs, the happiness, the smile on your face, because in, unless you're a paraplegic, you're going to fucking shake your ass to those fucking songs. Or if you're, you're only gonna... into dad metal, you won't yeah, like it. Yeah. Sorry, Terrence. Sorry. You, you know, no Jethro Toll here. But anyway, uh... But no, those were great songs, and what a way to get the crowd, you know, interact. Because I was the same way. I was like, oh, my God, I would have loved to have seen, you know, whatever, whatever. But, man, I got there early. I watched all the Coolman Gang, and that shit was awesome. I had a lot the, of fun watching it. Oh, my God. The whole crowd, everybody around me was dancing, shaking their ass, having a good time, tipping a beer back. Everybody loved Cool the game. Yeah, in my case, it was the same thing. The only unfortunate part 
a lot of people weren't there. It was a half-filled arena. By the time Van oh. Halen came, it was packed. Oh, well see, well, see, in New Orleans, a lot of people showed up for fucking uh, cool the game. That's cool, awesome. man. Down here in Florida, they didn't, man, which was unfortunate. Uh, another thing I'd like to say is I, I think this song could have been a double album. Uh, and not like in a shitty, like, fucking uh, Use Your Illusions 1 and 2. Well, actually, but, it is a double vinyl. I, I own the vinyl. It's on two vinyls. Right, but what I'm getting at, though, is I would have loved to see like an album where, like, okay, here's one album of us doing the demos. Okay, this is us re-recording. You know, let's call it fucking Van Halen Zero. You know, where it's all demos. And then, and then let's call it, like, a new Van Halen, and it's the songs that we've written after we got back together. But Dave says that nothing was written after they got back together, but there's... You know, half the songs on this album, well, I should say like 40%, I've never heard any demos on the song. I think what they should have done was just release half of it, and then release half of it later, because Van Halen classic albums were only like 30 minutes long. See, yeah, and that's an, that's an awesome point, and that's what I loved about that whole era, is... You know, there was no overkill. Here, Here's ten songs. Here's the best fucking ten songs we could do. But uh, Van Halen pissed me off so much because they should be the same as the Stones. There should be like 35 fucking Van Halen albums I could talk about. Unfortunately, there's seven. And that's bullshit, you know. There should be way more Van Halen music. I have nightmares. About Van Halen. I really... It's all seriousness. I love Van Halen so much. I go to bed... I wake up like... Ugh. I have dreams where I've met Eddie. And I tell him like... Dude, you fucked up. This is wrong. This is so wrong. And he gets mad at me. (laughs) No, I... Dude, this is a reoccurring fucking nightmare. And and he gets mad at me for like... You never should have had Sammy. You never should have had this. You never should have done that. And he gets mad at me for critiquing him. But I think I'm right. Fuck him! God damn it. We should have fucking 50 Van Halen albums. Unfortunately, we have seven that are worth a shit. That sucks. No, those sevens are great, though. Oh, oh, they're fucking fantastic, but, uh... You know, I don't know. They're so short, but it's magical, man. But, you know, that's the one thing... Because of, you know... I blame Hysteria for this. I mean, if it wouldn't have been Def Leppard's Hysteria, it would have been something eventually to make albums so damn long. But, I, I you know, the, 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 the beauty... Well, it was, a, it was a CDH, you know? Yeah, the, the beauty of Van Halen, though, was like, they really, like, just released the cream of the crop on each album, you know? And that's why all those albums were so good. And, uh, and they were so short, you know? But they were still so good. I mean, I, believe it or not, I mean, I guess you could call me a nut swinger or whatever, but I feel like they never released a bad song with Dave. Um, okay, 1984, the, 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 the intro was kind of weak, whatever, that little keyboard thing. Nah, that's not really a song. I like Jump. Oh, yeah, I'm really burnt out on it. I, you know, if it comes on, it's probably my least favorite of all those classic Van Halen songs, but 
it's got that killer melody like can't you see me standing there I'm back against the record machine I love that shit man and it's all keyboards it's weird but I don't know man I still love this shit Van Halen 1984 would be my least favorite Van Halen album yeah I actually like Different Kind of Truth more than 1984 I actually like Diver Down more than 1984 a lot of people pointing Diver Down as their worst album Diver Down to me was fun man I know you know a lot of people don't like it because it's a lot of covers but I love it because it's a lot of covers but uh in retrospect man every Van Halen album rules I may like some more than others but every one that has David Lee Ross singing on it is timeless music that I listen to all the time Oh yeah. So that's what I think of uh, Different Kind of Truth and the Van Halen discography, and I look forward to them making more music, hopefully with Michael Anthony. I love Wolfie, but I want Mike back. So, so, All right. So we ready for Pick of the Week there, Ian? We are ready at Pick of the Week. All right, go for it. All right, my Pick of the Week, this is an underground band that I fucking love called Baroness. Baroness is an awesome band. They're from the East Coast. Uh, I want to say they're from one of the Carolinas. I could be wrong. It don't matter where the fuck they're from, but Baroness, the Red Album. Uh, that is some great drugged out, fucking amazing fucking metal. Uh, I wanted to go see them originally at, at a club, my favorite club in New Orleans, One-Eyed Jack's. And I was asking one of my friends, the bartender, was like, I've heard a lot about Baroness, but I'm like, what did it like? And she's like, well, ask the egg guy who's sitting next to you. He's a guitar player. I was like, oh, shit. You know, so I hung out with him. We got drunk, and uh, the whole band signed my CD, had a hell of a time. And uh, they are amazing, amazing metal band. Check out Baroness. And my pick of the week is the Red Album. What you got there, Ralph? All right. I want to, again, I want to talk about a newer band. Uh, Okay. Get get away from the dad metal for a second. And uh, I want to bring up a band called Iron Reagan. You ever heard of Iron Reagan? I've heard of him. I I like Ronald Reagan. I love Ronald Ronald Reagan, but we're not getting political, are we? Because there's a lot of people out there that get wild hairs up their ass once we start talking political shit. But, um... Especially if you bring up Reagan. But anyway, Iron Reagan uh, consists of Tony and um, on guitar Phil Hall, which I, th- I believe is Land Phil. They're both from uh, Municipal Waste, which is a, a great, great band that I had the honor to play with once, which was the sickest so- show I ever played in my life. That was an insane pit. I mean, that's a crazy band. And Iron Reagan is just as crazy, man. They have uh, two full lengths out there. I have both of them, and I have a split with them and Exhumed. But they have a new one called the, the Tyranny of Will. Now, it's hard for me to pick this one over the first one, which is called Worse Than Dead. I think they're both fucking amazing. So this pick of the week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug two albums for a change. Iron Reagan, uh, Worse Than Dead, and The Tyranny of Will. It's crossover-ish. Very heavy, very fast. It's thrashy, but, you know, it's got that crossover feel. Uh, Iron Reagan, awesome shit. That's my pick of the weekend. 
Nice, nice. All right, well then we have to go after that. We have to go to fan of the week. All right. So, so fan of the week is Mark Alden Taylor. All right, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark is great. Um, uh, a lot. Oh, of wait, wait, people... wait. M a c r m a r c that guy. Yeah. That Van yeah. Hagar fan. Well, I mean, he's gay, but he, I mean, he's a really nice dude. All right. Nah, he's all right. Uh, I, I like him. He's cool. Yeah, no, this this guy has added a lot to the page. Yeah, he's always on the uh, He's always on the page. He's always put up news stories, uh, posting videos. And I don't mind that he is a homosexual from San Francisco who pulls for the 49ers. I mean, even though he loves the taste of cock in his mouth, he is a, a, a fun fan. You know, and a lot of people are like, like, really him? And I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, when he farts, it's like. <laughs> Why? Because his, ba- his, his butthole is like really wide. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, he has a drawstring for an asshole. But Mark uh, Alden Taylor. Uh, I love how you have three names like you're a fucking Kennedy. Yeah, what are you? David Lee Roth? Exactly. exactly. Santa Hagar don't pull that shit. What's wrong with you? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, I mean, he he is the great fan of the week. You know what Sammy Hagar's middle name is? Mark? No. Oh, no, what is it? Annie. I I get, I, I totally get that. But yeah, so, so our gay fan of the week is Mark Allen Taylor, uh, who loves it up the ass. Uh, good dude, good dude. Prints all this shit. Keeps the the Facebook page, you know, awesome. I I love him and everybody else, man. We got a good. Oh yeah. Oh my god. There's a lot of cool people on that page. People should join it, man. If you haven't yet. Everybody has stepped up so much, so much. But I want to thank Mark. He links a lot of like just news stories, awesome videos. Mark is a great dude, and like I said, I don't judge, you know, him on the fact of being gay and taking men in his mouth. That that doesn't bother me. That he loves the taste of a man's sauce on his palate. You mean uh, to tell me that you don't mind that he's had more pricks than a porcupine? Yeah, yeah. You it, mean it, to it, tell me that you don't mind that he's had more balls on his nose than a circus seal? Yeah, that doesn't change the fact. Okay, that that he is my favorite gay fan. Oh no, not and, mine. Mine is Justin. Yeah, Justin, Justin Childers. He's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin's pretty hot, <laughs> but sometimes I think Justin is just faking. Where Mark like really enjoys it. Mark just like really like ow that hurts. But it's fun at the same time. Don't you dare put any spit on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go in exactly. dry. Exactly. Mark loves that dry rub. Yeah. <laughs> that seasons it. Uh, but anyway, enough about this cornholer. Uh, Mark David Chapman or Mark Adam, whatever the fuck your name is. You know, you know, you know. Mark can suck fifty-five cocks. Again, 
5150 cocks right in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, 5,105 cocks. Anyway, you're a homo, Mark, and we love you. We you love know, you. He can fit two cocks in his ass. He calls it best of both worlds. <laughs> Ouch! True story. That is true. Speaking that's what of that's act- what's going on on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Speaking- oh, you sucked one too. <laughs> Speaking of assholes, I have to give thanks to our new sponsor, Walmart. Oh boy, Walmart. Yeah. Yes. 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 If you are broke as shit, please go to Walmart. And uh, you, you know, fuck Walmart. But uh, <laughs> what the hell? What's wrong? Well, no, but, but I mean, they're a sponsor. But I mean, you know, most of our most of our fans slash listeners don't even have a job, so they have to go to Walmart because they slash prices. Oh boy, yeah, we should be wrapping this up, drunkie. You're really out, you're really right. out the deep end now, man. Oh, I'm I don't just... think you even noticed. You're not making sense now. Okay, bye. Yeah, but... he's lost his uh. Equilibrium. <laughs> Whatever that is. What what he said. Alright, well if you enjoyed this show. Hey, aren't please... we supposed to announce the winner? Yeah, yeah, I'm too drunk to pick the winner. That's no, we next got, week. We gotta do it next week because you're too drunk to say a name. Yeah. You're too drunk to read a paper with the name. Uh, yeah. yeah okay, alright. I have a paper in front of me and I cannot read that <laughs> shit, so <laughs> All right. So Next that week. shit is that shit is next week. All okay, right. but uh, find us on iTunes. Come back to uh, oh shit iTunes. I'm so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube, Facebook. We also have a MySpace page. MySpace. Now that, yeah, yeah. We're getting some big now. We have a MySpace. page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you boy. get it right. Oh God! Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you know. Also, we're also available on Viewfinder. <laughs> I love Viewfinder. Click. You can see us in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. Oh yeah. That's hot. Okay. So anyway, iTunes, Amazon. Please use the Amazon link. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Use the Amazon link on our on our uh, Podbean page. Yes, because. Because I need the money, seriously. He will definitely seriously. need the money when he needs to replace that liver. <laughs> yeah, YouTube, Facebook, MySpace, blah, blah, blah. Terrence is a fucking retard. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Okay, oh, 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 here, this is current. Next week, next week, our special guest host is Dennis DeYoung. No shit, I love that guy. Yes, yes. Dennis DeYoung will join us next week when we talk about public enemies, fear of a black planet. Wait, 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 wait. Dennis DeYoung knows about fear of a black planet? That's going to be interesting. Oh, he's very, he's a very, very, very hip cat. Wow. What's ne- What's the week after that? Barry Mantle is going to talk about anal cunt? Oh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. That's, that's next week. That's All next right. week. But if you want to hear Dennis DeYoung talk about public enemies... <laughs> Show up next week, this Sunday, and every Sunday. You know where to come. 
It's the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Yeah, join us next week with DJ Dennis. Goodbye. Bye-bye. What else is left? (laughs) Insanity. Hey, we know how to do heart. We know how to do acapella of Happy Trails. Just sing a song and think about Sunny. Well, oh, yeah. One, two, three. Happy trails.